0: defines communications as the imparting or exchanging of information or news, means of sending or receiving information such as telephone lines or computers. This isn't a bad definition, but is it the best definition? Welcome y'all to Unpopular Opinions with DJ Finley. I am, of course, your hostess, DJ Finley. I'm of the opinion, and I've been of the opinion for quite a while, several years in fact, (laughs) <laughs> okay, not that many years, maybe like three or four years, The writers today could benefit from incorporating communications more intentionally in their writing. The reason I think that is because all the elements, cliches, tropes, storylines that writers and storytellers use to create their stories are all based and set in communications. However, many writers don't understand the basic mechanics of what communications is, or even how it works. So right now let's break down what communications is and the five foundation principles of communications. Just so you know, this is just an overview of the principles, so feel free to pause the podcast and come back when needed. This is going to be kind of an information dump, but hopefully it'll be useful to all of you guys Don't go thinking that this is everything. This is just a quick little overview to get you familiar and comfortable with what communications is and how it works, basically all we're doing, okay? So let's jump into it. What exactly is communications? Okay, I'll be honest with you. There is no one single definition, yeah, sorry about that, but it's true, there is no single definition to what is communications and what makes up communications. The word communications is Latin. The prefix co means with or together. The root munia means sharing or giving. Basically, communications is sharing with others. Professor Jennifer Slack of the communications department at Michigan Tech University said, quote, there is no one absolute essence of communications that adequately explains the phenomena we study. Such a definition does not exist. Neither is it merely awaiting the next brightest communications scholar to nail it down once and for all. According to Professor Slack, Google's definition of communications is imparting or exchanging of information or that it's a means of sending and receiving information is true. But let's do better than that. Here are two of my personal favorite definitions. The first one comes from the Weber State University Interpersonal and Small Group Communication 2nd edition textbook, which defines it as, quote, the collaborative process of using messages to create and participate in social reality, end quote. The second definition isn't quite as broad as the first one. In A First Look at Communication Theory, 9th edition by E.M. Griffin says that it's quote, the relational process of creating and interpreting messages that elicit a response. End quote. What both these definitions have in common are what I call the five foundation principles, which are in order, one, message, two, creation, three, interpretation, four, process, and five, response. Just in case you didn't get all that, I'm gonna repeat that one more time. Okay, pencils ready? Okay, write this down, you're gonna need this. One, message, two, creation, three, interpretation, four, process, and five, response. That's all well and good, but what does that have to do with writers? Because these five principles of communications are the foundation of human civilization. For writers, that's world building, character creation and motivation, technology, magic systems, laws and politics, and the list just goes on and on on, on, and on and on and on and it's endless. Since the world around us is built on communications, it only makes sense that a fictional world would have these same five principles working within it. Implementing these five principles is an easy way of avoiding problems like the DSS Machina and the ever dreaded Mary Ray Sue, or is it Ray Skywalker? One second. Hey, is it called the Mary Sue, or is it called the Ray Skywalker? Because I don't, I don't know what people are calling it nowadays. Mary Sue? People still call it the Mary Sue? Why? Really? People? There are people who like Rey? Screw it. I'm gonna call it the Mary Ray sue Okay. You can use communications to avoid things like writing Mary rey There are lots of times when a story or a plot isn't working, because the communications framework that's built on needs fixing. Alright, so that's enough talking about what exactly communications is as a whole. Let's dive into the five principles so you guys have a good grasp of what's going on. Messages. Communication involves messages. Messages rely on common understanding of symbols, signs, gestures, body language, shapes, etc. going on into infinity. If you saw a red octagon with no words on it, the first thing you might think of is a stop sign, even though the word stop isn't written on it. That's because society has trained your brain to look at that red octagon and say, oh, stop. It's a symbol that most people recognize and understand. The Roman alphabet that many languages use is 26 symbols. Each one represents a sound. These symbols and sounds are put together to create words, which we assign meaning to because on their own, these words have no meaning, which I'll talk more about in interpretation. Professor Robert Gregg from the University of Colorado states, quote, talking and listening, writing and reading, performing and witnessing, or more generally doing anything that involves messages in any medium or situation." Messages are presented in the form of a text. Most people think of a text as something in the form of writing. That's true, but it covers so much more. A text is anything that can be analyzed, whether it's written like a book or a newspaper, a video, film or movie, a painting or a photograph, audio recordings like this one, music, a broadcast, a speech, an advertisement on TV or a billboard, that box of cereal you see every morning, these are all forms of a text. And yes, texting on your phone counts too. I didn't even list everything, but I hope those give you an idea of what a text basically is. Basically, if you want to go a whole day without interacting with a single message, that day would consist of you sitting and staring at a blank wall for 24 hours, not listening to anything. And they don't recommend you do that. Messages and texts are how information is given by one person and received by another. Knowing what types of messages or texts that are available to your characters, using those texts to sensically relay information to characters brings down your audience's confusion of how each character knows relevant information, or why characters have certain skills. I'll probably end up saying this a lot. But the more technologically advanced your story's world is, the harder it will be to keep anything secret. Whew, that's a lot right there. Ready to move on to number two? Creation. The content of a message and its presentation are constructed, invented, planned, crafted, selected, or adapted by the communicator. When important plot information is shared with the characters and reader, the character sharing important information is making a conscious decision on how that information will be presented and what information should be given. This is why exposition feels so unnatural and boring. It's a large amount of information force-fed to the reader with no character motivation or thought behind it. When real people talk, we don't exposition. We carefully construct our information by deciding what information will be shared. These decisions are based on what will benefit the communicator. Another reason why exposition doesn't work is repetitive information. Many stories I've encountered, the writer focuses on the same information repeated by different characters. Different characters who witness the same event will add and leave out different information. Information might even be changed depending on the character's motivation. A great example of well-done exposition is in Return of the Jedi, when Obi-Wan says, quote, So what I said was true, from a certain point of view, End quote. Obi-Wan didn't lie to Luke in A New Hope. He told us that Anakin was a Jedi and a great pilot, that Anakin was a close friend of his, and that Anakin was killed by Darth Vader. He just left out that Anakin and Vader are one and the same, and he was being metaphorical when he said killed. Large amounts of exposition work best. When held back for later in the story, because the reader and the character are more likely to crave it after conflicting narratives are shared. Like the I am your father line from Darth Vader throwing the story for a curve. Allow characters to give conflicting information. A good way to make sure that exposition doesn't drag the story is to ask yourself these questions when revising the second draft. Please have a piece of paper and a pencil ready so you can write down said questions. First one. What does each character know during this scene? Two. What truths or lies does each character believe when this conversation happens? Three. Which is a two-parter question. So write down both questions under three. Would this character tell the other character everything that they know? Probably not. What is left out and why? Four. This is another two-part, well, three-part question. What are all the characters in the conversation hoping to get out of it? Which one gets what they want and which one doesn't? 5. What information is not needed and drags the story? Hopefully you wrote all those down. If you need to, rewind, listen to them again. Okay, um, I should probably mention that before you start thinking that every word said has a double meaning, I should probably tell you they don't. Normal people and should include characters, have stock phrases or scripts that they use on a day-to-day basis. Phrases we write, gesture, or speak on auto drive, like please, thank you, you're welcome, no prob, what's up, how are you doing? Those are all questions and lines of dialogue that you could just slip into a story without having a lot of double meaning behind it. Granted, those could still have double meaning depending on what's happening in the scene, But it seems really weird when I'm reading a story and characters do not use stock phrases. Because we use stock phrases all the time, every single day. So it only makes sense that a character would use them as well. Alright, interpretation. This is where a lot of stories get interesting. Alright. A message doesn't interpret itself. Words, symbols, and gestures don't mean anything. I mean, they don't mean a single thing. Well, on their own. Message creators and receivers assign meaning to the words, symbols, etc. Sometimes the meaning the creator meant and the meaning the receiver interprets are not the same. Sometimes they are the same. Symbolic interactionist Herbert Blumer stated, quote, Humans act towards people or things on the basis of the meanings they assign to those peoples and things, end quote. There is nothing more aggravating in a story than when the characters interpret every message correctly. Or when a misunderstanding is obviously plot contrived. <sighs> okay, I'm probably going to take off a few people, but I need to be honest here. Interpretation of messages is one of the main flaws in the Disney Star Wars sequels. And a lot of people don't bring that up, but especially let's, let's look at the, la- the latest one. The Rise of Skywalker, I think is what it's called. I don't- I don't care, or- I call it the Rise of Deus as up, but, whatever. Everybody seems to interpret things pretty much the way they're supposed to be interpreted. I mean, it just moves the story forward. It's like, annoying. And I know what you guys are probably thinking. Well, DJ Finlay, the story is supposed to move forward. <laughs> not like that it's not. I mean... Characters are people, too. They're going to interpret messages incorrectly. That's where most of the misunderstandings come from, is messages being interpreted wrong. And most people don't usually bring that up. When people talk about, well, if they would just sit down and have a conversation, it would solve all the problems. Yeah, you can have characters sit down and have a conversation, but that doesn't necessarily mean it will solve all the problems. Because there's that pesky thing called interpretation, where if a character interprets a message, Incorrectly or even correctly, it can still cause a lot of problems. But in most movies nowadays, interpreting messages correctly doesn't create problems. In fact, it solves problems, and it's annoying because it gets the characters from point A to point B, and they'll probably need to actually do a sit down and talk about Star Wars in its own podcast to explain that. But I don't feel like doing that right now, so we're gonna move on. Okay, before I blow a gasket, we're going to move on to process. So in regard to process, you may have heard writers say for years that the story you're telling is in the middle of a bigger story, unless you're one of those writers who starts the story with the foundation of the world and gives a history of everything that leads up to the real story they want to tell. But chances are that you're like everyone else, and you're only telling a small section of the larger world. Well, congrats, that's process. Why? Because communication is always in a state of process. It's never really the same and can only be understood with what came before and what is to come. Process is built on relationships rather than content. In a first look at communications theory, 9th edition, by Ian e. Griffin, it states that quote, communication is a process of relating which means it is not primarily or essentially a process of transferring information or of disseminating or circulating science." The process of communications affects the nature of the connections between people or, in this case, characters. This is another huge factor of why the Disney Star Wars trilogy doesn't work, because the story events of Return of the Jedi don't match what happens in Force Awakens. There is a huge disconnect right there, and a lot of people have pointed that out. I've seen so many uh, movie reviews of the Disney Star Wars trilogy where people are like, what happens in Force Awakens or what happens in any of this trilogy does not make sense as to what should have happened after Return of the Jedi. And they're not lying! And the reason they say that is because there's a huge big black abyss of literally nothing, which you should never have in a story, especially if you're writing a sequel trilogy. I mean, complain about all you want with Star Wars prequels, and yes, there's a lot to complain about. I am not defending them. Really, sort of. But you have to admit that they at least lined up, for the most part, with what happened in the original trilogy. The sequel trilogy does not. It takes everything that happened in the originals and throws it out the window. It doesn't make sense. And I'm not saying that it doesn't make sense for characters to be completely different from one story to another. I'm not saying that. It is wholly possible for Luke, Han, and Leia to be exactly the way they are. The problem is, is that we have absolutely nothing, no process, in between stories that tells us why they're like that. And the explanation that the Disney Star Wars sequel trilogy gave us is crap. Complete crap. It doesn't make sense, it doesn't line up, and it doesn't explain anything. Because these stories have no comprehension of how process works. And process is what makes everything make sense. Okay, we're gonna go on to response and finish up here. Alright, all communication leaves a response that makes the receiver react whether it's positive, negative, or neutral. These responses are cognitive, emotional, or behavioral. If a communication fails to incite a response, then it's not communication. I'm not even joking. That's what the whole point of communication is. Somebody does one thing, person responds, reacts, back to that. I think response is the one aspect of communication that writers are most comfortable with, since that's what moves the story, right? Yeah. But you can't just have all the characters going around responding to everything. There's a reason that response is at the end of the lineup. You need the first four principles to get a response you want. And I'm not just talking about the characters responding, I'm also talking about the reader responding, or the viewer responding, depending on what your medium is. You want everyone to respond, but you can't get the response you want if you haven't explained why the response is there. That's why you need process, you need message, creation, interpretation in order to get that response that you are looking for and aiming at. So before I wrap up, let's go over them really quick. The first one, message, the second one, creation, the third one, interpretation, the fourth one, process. And last but not least, response. In order to get that reaction, especially the reaction you want, you need to look at what leads up to it. The message, the creation, the interpretation, and the process that builds up to that response. Okay? I hope this kind of gives you a good grounding foundation as to what communications is and why your story needs it. But I hope you'll have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you in the next Unpopular Opinion with DJ Finley. Bye!